Eve was asking, why do we need to wear uh, uh, briefs? And they're like, well, that's what the, uh, the old people did. You know, the humans did. So we're going to like emulate them. Hello and welcome to another damn anime podcast. My name is Nick and I will be your host. Here with me is my good buddy Joe. Joe, how you doing today? Doing all right, man. Uh, just seems like only yesterday that we were just talking. Oh, wait a minute. It was. Uh, but yeah, doing all right. It's the last 24 hours for our last <laughs> podcast. Uh, yeah, it's been a whole 24 hours since we spoke on a podcast um never it's never too early and it's yep, never too uh, late another damn anime podcast uh should be coming up hopefully uh tomorrow so yeah i actually just um i just uploaded it so it is it is on youtube and it's on and it's on um it's on uh the the it's on uh you know podcast spots that along with another dead pixel our video game podcast is also up um so yeah those are those are cool shows too uh but today we're going to be talking about near because this is our near uh anime discussion podcast we're going to be talking about episode number five maverick which uh i mean uh i guess i guess it'll become come clear as to why they called it maverick this episode maverick but it wasn't immediately clear to me uh, watching him, but maybe we can figure that out here today. But uh, yeah, so let's just go ahead and dive into it. Um, so we're just going to kind of be talking about the summary and sort of our thoughts on the goings on and maybe questions that we have as we go through it. Um, so yeah, like first up, cold open on um, two characters that we met two episodes ago at the end of episode three, Adam and Eve are their names and uh they are um they are caucasian looking or i guess light-skinned androids with white hair one with long hair adam has long hair and eve has short hair and they're both masculine um and it starts out with them sitting at a long table at uh, opposite ends of a really long table on like a roof overlooking a, a landscape and they are sitting in tidy whities underwear. And Adam is reading a book. And Eve is asking about why he is supposed to eat apples. Yeah, it's uh, Being and Nothingness, Volume 1, yeah. apparently was what he was reading. And yeah, it's very, you know, if you need a kind of a mental image, just think um, Dante from Devil May Cry. Both uh, the old and new versions, uh, essentially, you know, long white hair or a shorter, uh, you know, haircut style, you know, so it's very much that. And yeah, discussing exactly why, like, uh, Eve was asking, why do we need to wear uh, uh, briefs? And they're like, well, that's what the, uh, the old people did, you know, the humans did. So we're going to, like, emulate them. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of an interesting way to start the discussion and also skirt the fact that like they need to have clothes or else this can't air on tv yeah um yeah it's uh it's it's pretty weird um and uh also asking the question why do they need to eat plants 
<laughs> yeah, he was like, he was like, we don't need, you know, to eat food in order to survive. That's what Eve was saying. But Adam was saying that humans learned a great deal by eating apples. Um, and then Eve was like, yeah, well, that's kind of weird. But um, if I eat this apple, will will you play with me? Uh, and Adam's like, he kind of looks up at him like he doesn't really want to, but he's like, yeah, sure. And so he was like, okay, I'll eat like a bunch of apples. And uh, it's well, essentially, yeah, he's the, you know, one is the studious and the other one is just the, you know, but one's uh, like, seems to be spirit. like, like older and more yeah, studious and serious. The other one, Eve seems to be more, you know, younger acting, more immature and, and less like studious, like you said. So yeah, it's, and then, that, that from there it just cuts and we go to the opening song um, and then we go over to um, 2B and 9S are traveling with these cans of oil um, and they 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 have some light conversation which I didn't really find to be too too important I don't think um, but they, they come upon this old human shopping center basically an old mall um, and uh, they kind of see some old stuff and have some conversation about uh, the strange things that humans used to do and have. Um, um, one thing I'll admit is that during the conversation uh, on the bridge, just before that, you know, part of the conversation goes to uh, to be talking about how it's better to uh, essentially to uh, be safe and you know, to live rather than to fight and die, you know, more or less paraphrasing. And because essentially 9S is just complaining the entire time. You're like, yo, this isn't, you know, kind of our mission. Oh, yeah. you know, this is he's, boring. He's very much a whiny child in this respect. Uh, he's, he's also, you know, you, you have to have the funny man, straight man. And mm. so he's supposed to be the funny man out of the, you know, the, the duo. But yeah, he gets, they get to the shopping mall and uh, they, you know, they end up just kind of going over the history a little bit about it. You know, they ask the, uh, the pod and the pod's just giving a lay, you know, a lay down of what, what this place used to be. And, uh, that's when, uh, Dynast starts talking about, uh, you know, the idea or the concept of going shopping. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so they're so, kind of, they're kind of both, uh, becoming aware in different ways, you know, to be as hinted, I think before, and uh, she's really starting to hint a lot more now about about um, having some misgivings about the the war and their missions and all the things that they that they're supposed to do. Um, and Nine and S is is still pretty gung ho about all that stuff, but in the other way, he is very much more interested in sort of the frivolous things of life, uh, whereas Two B is not really interested in those things. Um, as of yet in this episode, but they end up uh, kind of continuing on through the shopping center and making it to their destination. Um, at which point uh, they come upon this village of machines and the machines seem to see them coming because they approach them and they're just waving white flags as they, as they approach them uh, as they approach the androids. And, um, to be a nine-ish, like, what the heck is this? Uh, but uh, they kind of see that they're peaceful, so so they start to talk and kind of figure out that that um, that 
these in, that these uh, machines have created a village and that they're basically separated from the war and they are not part of the machine network. He actually says at one point. So the main so he being Pascal, yeah. Uh, yeah. So Pascal is the first green-eyed uh, machine you end up seeing thus far. Uh, so ah. he, as opposed to being the neutral passive uh, yellow that you've been seeing, uh, he's actually green-eyed, uh, opposed to red red as aggressive. So yeah, he and uh, unlike everyone else, he is completely fluent and like coherent. You know, the rest of them you've seen up to this point, uh, the yellow ones have always kind of they they've been neutral and they but they've been stuck on their own like protocol loop yeah uh or they'll they'll learn something and they'll just do that uh, early episode where you you know like raising the flowers or you know just doing the carnival stuff or the uh, at the amusement park they just whatever they're kind of product you know they're following a certain program but you know he is fully aware of what he's doing and he says he got his knowledge because his hobby is to read so yeah. uh and he believes that communication is key for all this and you know he he's completely coherent the entire time he knows that the uh the key to any relationship is communication and he understands that they're skeptical of you know of them because they've been fighting for so long so yeah it's actually pretty interesting that way yeah um so you kind of reminded me just now so pascal is uh he is the first green-eyed machine that we have seen alive and talking but there is actually one other machine that we saw in uh what is the first or second episode um that right before it dies right before it died <laughs> it uh it did turn its eyes did turn green so it seems to denote some sort of realization understanding or at least change in demeanor um and philosophy maybe uh that uh, Pascal has has gained, uh, but managed to survive, whereas the other one did not. Um, there's a there's a scene in the game way later where Pascal is reading in his library, um, and he's reading Nietzsche, and I won't say what he says, but I hope because it, I because I, I, uh, they might include it. I think they probably will, but uh, be on the lookout for that because that was a it's it's kind of an interesting uh, scene because it kind of shows the way that Pascal thinks I think and it's just kind of funny, but um, but but for now all we do is or all we see is Pascal is uh, showing them his library, but but nine uh, S is still dubious. He says something like, uh, "Well." you getting really good at communication would just be a way that you could fool us or uh, trick, you know, androids or whatever. So he's, he's definitely mistrusting still, even though Pascal and uh, the village have shown him every, every reason to, to trust them. Yeah. They do do the flashback up uh, a bit of, you know, why they went there in the first place. And that was because uh, when they were at the uh, resistance camp, uh, you know, they were told, and this kind of alludes to last episode where they mentioned how communication and there's a, um, there has been precedence with talking with robots uh, or to the machine life forms and that uh, it's possible for, you know, you know, peace to happen. And so they, they alluded that last episode, they didn't really explain much else. And so, yeah, this is essentially, they were told, yeah, deliver, like there is a village. They're actually peaceful. Uh, if you don't believe us, make the delivery. And 
you know, you'll be able to you know, see for yourselves essentially and assess. And that's what they did. And that's why that's the whole reason why they were here. And that's, that's the tip they got. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, the, the show seems to be pointing out that like the people on the ground who are actually fighting the war are kind of, they're doing what they're told for the most part, but they're very, very, very slowly learning to move on, like learning, like it's like, well, these machines over here, we're not at war with them, but these other machines that keep attacking us, we keep attacking them, you know, we're at war with those guys. So, but there's, they're starting to be like, hey, we don't need to be, you know, fighting like all the time. So it's just sort of, uh, it, both sides sort of realize it, but neither side really wants to admit what that means on a grander scale. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Um, so, so yeah, that, uh, so it was Lily that was telling them that, uh, they trade with the machines because the machines can do things more accurately than the androids can. So that's sort of a, a weird tidbit. I, I thought, um, but, uh, after they, they deliver the information or they deliver the, the, the oil and they kind of get a tour around the village, um, to be a nine S spot, a ladder, uh, going down into the ground and uh, they head down and below uh, they find the head of a strange machine thing trapped uh, inside of a tree that's grown around it. Um, so they, they kind of kind of like run up to it and, and uh, to be says, no, don't, but nine S goes ahead and he hacks the, the machine head because they were receiving some kind of signal living signal or something from it. And, um, so, uh, from this point, uh, I'm going to say, I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know what somebody is supposed to get out of this. If they're coming to the series, totally new. Um, so I guess I'll give you like a light spoiler warning. Um, because the things that 9S sees are from their visions from um, near replicant. They're the characters from the previous game, which uh, I don't know if we're ever going to get that anime. I kind of doubt it. Uh, but they show several characters and stuff like that. And uh, if you... Um, if you played those games, then you know who those people are and you know who the, the thing that 9S is hacking, you know who that is as well. Um, so like, I don't know, Joe, uh, do you think it's okay to just like say what that is or do you think we need to let it, um, Simmer. Well, if they want, when they by the time they get to the end of the episode, which would mean like the post credit scene mm. for the end of for the they they divulge that the face that you're looking at is Emil. That's true. And they don't, you know, uh, they don't say anything about what Emil is, but they at least give it a name, which they don't have in the actual episode itself. Um, and yeah, it's just what you know because when Nine S is uh, doing the dive, like uh, the way these the way everything's laid out is very different and he's very surprised on it. You're seeing these floating cubes and when he makes contact, that's when he's getting these flashes of images, which are essentially memories. And that is about what they lead to 
right now. Uh, you know, I know what what it is, but at the same time, if you're trying to, you know, it's kind of hard to when you know what what you know what what it is. It's hard to predict. You know, you can't pretend to predict. You know, like you know, like, it could be this. Yeah, um, I mean, we're kind of yeah. So you don't really want to spoil it for those who still don't know. But for I feel most people uh, would have either played the game. But there is still probably some people that are like, well, I don't have time to play the game. If the anime is good, maybe I'll play the game afterwards. Yeah, I so. mean, like, it's not really so much spoiler for the game because uh, I figure people are who haven't already played it but are watching the show are like, whatever. Um, it's more for I don't know how they're going to include this in the anime, and I don't want to spoil it for people who are ignorant of the game but want to uh, not be spoiled for the anime. Um so yeah, so it's just sort of a weird thing, but uh, but uh, there's kind of a little bit of an Easter egg there. This is the second thing that I can think of that we've gotten. There was another um, flashback from the previous um, when they were in the machine. desert, right? Yep, and then you're seeing it from the rooftop from that one little tribal one that eventually grew really tall. Uh, he's seeing the wedding that happens right uh, in the past or whatever ceremony, but it looked like a wedding. So yeah, that's those. That's the second flashback of the way humans used to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so so yeah, it's uh, it's sort of a, a, a weird thing to throw in there, and it makes me. It kind of gives me hope because it makes me think that they are that they are going to maybe go a little bit of a different way with the show um, than just a like straight one to one, which they kind of said that they're not, but. I think they might even go more more further afield than than they uh, than, than, we, than we initially thought about uh, veering off from the game, but anyway, so uh, we'll probably come back to that in a little while. Um, so basically, going on with the story, Pascal tells the androids that it was exposure to this machine thing trapped in the tree, or to Emil trapped in the tree, that made him realize that he didn't want to fight anymore. Um, so it shows him going back into battle with the other things like him. And uh, he kind of shrinks back and he deserts um, from the fighting and then uh, runs away. And yeah, because it, it, yeah, it said uh, when he when he met Emil, he, he gets a flash uh, like a um, some sort of like psychic connection where he it just says survive. Um, mm. And then when he goes back to join the army. Uh, you know, he's watching all his throughout the years. He's watching all his friends die, and he eventually—that's when he gets the first taste of fear. Uh, he finally gets—he's uh, finally afraid for his own life, and that, and then that's when he decides to desert. Yeah. Um, th during which this entire his entire flashback is animated uh, differently it than is. the rest of the series. It's—it almost reminds me of um, kind of a DC comic book style, or like you know the way they do some of their. Uh, the animated works, but it's it's very darker tones, very uh, not as many color gradients, I guess is the best way to put it. And a little I more, like it. it's, it's a, a little more of an American style uh, that, that yeah, I've seen almost, before. Yeah. It's so it, that was a, it was a very good way to put it. I thought I I thought they uh, I don't know changing that for his flashback was a unique perspective because it's his memory and it's the way he sees it, not necessarily the way everyone else would. Yeah, and it's it's more stylized. There is more like uh, stark contrast and shadows and stuff like that that uh, definitely give it um, an a, an interesting look to it. Um, there's also some pretty cool shots uh, with um, 
him standing in front of the tree and the the, the perspective they give on that is, is pretty cool. I enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, so he says, uh, you know, and so I, I stopped fighting and came here and started the village and, um, and it's, uh, it's going good. And, um, and then after that, uh, it shows uh, Pascal giving this uh, music box to these younger machines, these three younger machines, and th- they love it and they start playing with it. Um, and then after they, that, he found it actually. They they oh, discovered it. it. One of them's like they like yeah they're like what is this and they're holding it and oh, he's like okay. and then that's when he winds it up for him and shows and him. so yeah it's like uh, the kids run off with it and you know one of the kids is running behind me like it's mine yeah, so <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah they, they they show a lot of establishing shots with uh, the village uh, and then the, these machines painting themselves to look like uh, normal people. Some of them are in business suits. Other ones are in like aprons. You can see makeup, lipstick, you know, facial like mustache and stuff. Uh, before they even went down to see Emil, uh, they came across this big robot that uh, grabbed the pods and like, these are cute, you know, and it turns out it's like the more or less a giant uh, robot with uh, the mindset of a little girl. Yeah. And, you know, so it's, you know, she's very inquisitive like a child. And then, you know, afterwards, as they leave, uh, the little you know that the little girl uh, thanks to, thanks Nine um, S and Two B for spending you know talking with her, and Nine S kind of like scoffs. He's like, "They're thanking me," you know. Uh, so he he's very he's having a very hard time with the concept of a peaceful uh, you know enemy essentially you know programmed built and programmed to murder him, and like here they are you know having a having a good time essentially. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and meanwhile, the pods are saying their likelihood of survival is going to be really low if they, without outside help. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's a good uh, setup for the next part, which is uh, 9S and 2B kind of go off alone. And um, 9S is still angry at the machines uh, for all the androids that they killed. Um, and he seems to think that Pascal and these other uh, machines, uh, that them just stopping fighting. He doesn't really say it quite like this, but the feeling I got was that he thinks that the, the machines just stopping fighting doesn't absolve them from the guilt and the killing of, of their friends and the other androids that they killed. Um, so he's, he's kind of like still mad about that, still dealing with that. And then sort of out of the blue, he has this glitch um, and it shows from his perspective this, like uh, this k- kind of pixelated vision for like a couple seconds, and then he snaps out what of it. it. Shows what it shows is it's um because he's staring at two B, and two B is just standing there. Uh, but the vision as it flickers in, it looks like the shopping mall. Uh, because you can see like the escalator in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she has a sword in hand. Uh, so her hand is em- like to a side empty, but when the well it's flickering, you can actually see her carrying the weapon. Uh, so yeah, that is what he's quickly like what's glitching into his view, but then quickly disappears. Yeah, and so after uh, after he kind of writes himself, um, his demeanor changes, and um, he's kind of back to his happy-go-lucky self in like a really awkward way, and, and the the show kind of makes it intentionally awkward um because he's he, forcing himself to be flippant it's like you know it's when it's like oh no everything's fine yeah we're all good he yeah. like he like tries to make a joke and then he can't think of the punchline 
and it just kind of falls flat. It's just really weird and awkward. Um, but um, at that point, to be, you know, kind of continues to talk to him, I guess kind of calms him down and says that they'll come back to that village once there's peace and kind of alludes that they'll go shopping. Uh, well, she said, you can buy me. She, she goes, we can go shopping for a shirt, which is what he wanted to do. And he, he joked about in the beginning. So, yeah. And he seemed really happy about that. But, but uh, this is a, a point where it's another point where you can kind of see to be actually talking about peace and thinking about life after a, after the war and what they're going to do next. Um, and so, I think it kind of shows, it kind of betrays this, uh, this desire that she has to stop fighting for the war to end. And she's probably getting this from, from being exposed to the village and that these people are, you know, running from the war and that they're not, they're not fighting anymore. Um, so I thought that was well, kind she's of telling. also starting to open up to him since, since his last mind wipe in the very, in episode one. Yeah. Cause I, you know, cause the one thing they don't explain is how many times he's gotten wiped and she you know it i get the vibe that she's been she's watched him pretty much get erased many times and so her friendship and bond keeps on getting destroyed each and every time that happens so it's it's always a slow to start up again because she's afraid to probably lose him yet again um yeah and i'm wondering if he's starting to get any previous memories or anything like that or if he's just uh like a corruption some sort of data you know, like something from hacking so often uh, and so I'm not really sure which one it is. So I mean, either, either he's getting a virus of some sort, or he's uh, re remembering some stuff that he probably shouldn't be able to because he got destroyed and his data never transferred enough. So yeah, um, it's one of those two, is my guess. Uh, but it's probably more or less a virus. Is my you know, it's like it's, he's probably getting damaged in one sort, you know, some sort of corruption, and it'll you know, it kind of will it meshes with his mood swings. Because he goes from, you know, he jovial and flippant to, like, you know, uh, over the top, you know, angry, and which he's about to get in this next scene. Yeah, exactly. So uh, they return to the other machines in the village, and uh, they discover that the children that um, had the music box are now fighting over it. And, uh, like, one of them is, is saying that they want it for themselves, and Pascal's saying, well... Everyone can listen to it. Like, why don't you just share? And so they they get into into a tussle, drop the music box, and 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 crush it. And then the one that was trying to to hold on to it starts to say that it hates everybody else. And so they're still kind of fighting. Um, and uh, it's at that point that Nine S kind of raises his hands in a motion that that uh, shows that he is about to hack. Um, which is basically his way of his, his way of fighting and his way of killing, and uh, um, it's at that moment, just before he's about to hack, that they get a uh, call from the station, their their daily check in call, and it kind of breaks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it, it kind of breaks the the um, anger that nine S has is in that moment and so he 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 hesitates and um and they ask him is there anything to report and uh he he winces and says that 
they have nothing to report right now. Um, which, uh, I thought was pretty, I thought, I thought it was pretty good because, because he, he is literally looking at, uh, a, basically like a violation. Like there shouldn't be this village of non-combatants. They should, the, the station should probably know about this village and wipe them out with, with like a aerial strike or whatever, because they're easy, easy machine targets. But instead he has that little turn. He's like, no, there's nothing to report here. Yeah. So the operator calls just in time. Yeah. I didn't put together that he was, uh, he was about to hack, uh, but you're absolutely right. I just, in my brain, I just assumed he was about to, uh, to go off and slaughter them. Like he did the, uh, the mother and child machine, you know, in the at the uh, amusement park. So yeah, uh, but yeah, he's very unhinged, uh, and it shows that it's you know the mindset of a you know a you know kind of a, a high schooler, as it were. You know, so he goes from his mood swings are very uh, erratic, and he's very much just driven by his, what he his current concepts. He can't really think too much like outside. Because he's he because of the fact that he's so emotional, it's just like it's one extreme or the other. If things make him happy, he he wears it on his sleeve, and then if it makes him upset, he goes you know he lets it control him. So it it was uh, an interesting little bit. Yeah, and, um, yeah. Just, just one more little thing. So this is where we're gonna you know this is where the episode ends for kind of the main characters. Um, but it's funny that both this episode and the last episode. Um, ended with our main characters with uh, with the previous episode 9S being like you can't hesitate you have to kill these these creatures um, but this episode where we end with our main characters is 9S seeing things differently and he's the one who hesitates um, I thought that was pretty cool um yeah. So, so then, uh, that's kind of where it cuts off for two B and nine S, but we switch back over to Adam and Eve, which is where we began the episode. Um, this time they're not in their tidy waddies. They're wearing black pants. Both of them still in the same position at opposite ends of a long table. Um, no food this time. Uh, instead Eve is kind of, uh, twirling a book, not really reading it. Adam is um is uh is reading a book and Eve says, Well, you know, why do we need to read books? And uh Adam explains that they need to read books in order to, he says, to enrich existence. Um and then Eve brings up a good point and he says, Well, why don't we just download them? Like why do we have to read them? And Adam says that it doesn't enter your heart unless you read it uh, as he continues to turn page after page. Um, and then from that point, so they, they show, I was going to say, I was going to interrupt with the, yeah, aesthetic, yeah. Uh, the their aesthetics as well, because they shows uh, they're now also wearing uh, like a glove with a claw at the end. Uh, not sure if it's oh, an yeah. actual physical upgrade. And uh, at least Eve has a half sleeve, uh, like Tattoo. a tribal tat. Uh, essentially, yeah, and I think that Adam has something similar. Uh, he, or at least it's a glove. It might be a full length, like just, but it's only one arm. So they're very much starting to form that, like you know, form their own style as they, you know, as they're evolving on the spot. 
And yeah, and then plus you're seeing, like you mentioned, twirling the book. He, uh, Eve is actually using some sort of like telekinesis. It's floating. It's not, he's not just holding the book and like spinning it. it. He's literally floating above his hand. So, you know, it shows that he has some sort of, uh, power there. Yeah. I thought that was a good way to show like that they, I mean, you could kind of guess and it's anime, so it's like whatever, but it's a good way to show, Hey, these, uh, beings have maybe, extra power that we haven't seen before, at least in this, in this world. Um, so yeah, so the, the episode sort of, um, concludes with, um, with, you know, Eve kind of continuing to ask Adam questions sort of about, about this, but Adam kind of interrupts and, uh, tells Eve that he should start referring to him with, the honorific or like not so familiar. So instead of saying like, like, Hey bro, uh, he says, you need to refer to me as like elder brother. Um, uh, it's the opposite. Um, it's he, he, because he was saying, uh, he goes, he goes from Onichan to Nichan. I'm pretty sure. Uh, nope. at least that's what, maybe, maybe I'm remembering it wrong because he, he ends it with, um, Nissan though. I'm pretty sure. Well, Nissan, Versus Ni Chan, Chan would be pretty familiar, and San would be uh, something you'd say to like a colleague. Um, I mean, I, 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 can, I can watch it again, but I'm... Uh, it's fine. Uh, like I said, I, I I think I just read it wrong. It was like I said, it was towards the end, so uh, there's a lot yeah, of stuff going I, on. I'm pretty sure he was calling him brother the entire time, um, and he says it's almost time that you call him. Um, I'm trying to remember. I, I I'll have to look it up again. But yeah, it's, I thought he, I thought he was making him be more casual because he's, uh, they're they're cha- they're evolving their speech. No, it was the other way. It, okay. it, it was the other way. Um, because because uh, Eve has a sense, has like a look of fear on him a, a little bit, and Adam has, kind of a, is very is very serious, you know, and uh, almost, yeah. There's a little bit of. There's a little bit of malice there, a little bit of, of something kind of going on. Because he calls him, because at the end he calls, okay, bro. And then he's, and then he responds at the last word saying, good boy. And that's how, uh, at least that's how the subtitles ended. I remember that. He stops himself from saying, I I I guess we're just gonna have to look it up because it's, uh. (laughs) We'll have to argue about this and come back next time with a proper answer. I mean, Um, it's, it's right here. I have it, I have it, uh, ready to go. Um. Uh, I'm, I'm fine because I have you brother. Um, Eve, you should start calling me elder brother at 20 minutes, 54 seconds quote elder brother. Uh, why are you saying that? So suddenly bro dot, dot, dot. So he does start to be familiar again, long pause and then stops and says, yes, elder brother. And then. Okay, it, it might be it might be the where I'm getting my subs from then. Oh, okay, uh, might be different then, because uh, I'm you're you're going off of um, which which channel or uh, Crunchyroll? Crunchyroll. Okay, yeah. So I'm where I'm getting mine from might be it's not Crunchyroll, so it might just be a different uh, oh, okay translation. All right. Okay, maybe that's it then. But yeah, so that was kind of the the main thing that they were that they were trying to get at was. Was that you know Adam is being you know their their personalities are developing and Adam is kind of getting more strict, um, for whatever that means. He he's he's becoming the dominant one. He or he's exert he's uh exerting his uh you know authority essentially, exactly. which makes sense in that in that reference because 
yeah, for sure. He's the smart one. He's the one giving all the shots, telling the other one what to do. Uh, and so he's, yeah, for, you know, that makes, that makes sense in that regard. Yeah. Um, and that's, uh, and he says, you know, good boy. And that's where the episode, uh, cuts off and, and ends for the actual storyline. Um, and then, uh, we have, well, let's not forget our, our precious puppet show, um, that comes up another kind of weird one. Um, uh, that's, uh, delivered very quickly and I had to watch it twice to really make sure I was getting the joke. Um, yeah. So it's a uh, puppets cop pop up to be nine S and then Emil is in the background and, uh, they show, um, so nine S and then to be show like risque ish poses of themselves, like drawings, uh, very well rendered uh, drawings of them in sort of awkwardly. Um, uh, 9S I mean, loses his shorts and uh, yes. Tubi loses her skirt. Yeah, exactly. Her heat, her heat dissipating skirt. Her heat dissipating uh, skirt. That, yeah. Yep. It's a it's a function thing. Just like the mask. Just like their masks. They can. They're actually functional. It's not just them covering their eyes for the sake of it. Uh, everything <laughs> has a function. It, even though it is. But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So so they kind of use that to like show a little more skin on both of uh, both of your two favorite characters. And then Emil is in the background and he says, ah, "I'm going to do it too." And uh, the screen like goes bright and completely white. And uh, apparently his nuclear reactor or whatever went off and uh, he turns the entire planet to a crisp. And it says something about uh, how the planet floats in cold, it, dark space or something like that. Uh, the, what, what came up for me was this just becomes inhabitable for uh, for human creatures. Uh, yeah. So that's uh, yeah. He just he 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 ends the world. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so. Yeah, uh, another kind of little cute one. Uh, definitely those first couple three were probably the best uh, so far. I hope that they can kind of return to form here soon, but it's fun either way. Uh, I thought this was a solid episode. I thought this was actually, it uh, gives you may, way more, uh, you know, background and, you know, character development. I thought this was actually far better than uh, the, the second episode with the, uh, the flower robot. Uh, so, okay. Yeah, I you know it, you know it's that one was good for what it was, but it was like it's what you expect a college student to try to do as an art piece. Um, so this one actually had actual tangible story, and you they had they didn't have to exp like explain everything, but you actually got more out of it just by watching. Uh, they established the scenes of the community, just what kind of people and how they're living their life. Uh, because they, you know, they show the market, they show uh, them interacting with each other, helping each other, uh, and then you, you also get to see at the end. Uh, so long as you have people with uh, two different opinions, they're going to, there's going to be quarreling of some sort, you know. And so it, you know, it doesn't really matter, you know, what community you're in. Uh, nothing, there's no perfect utopia. Yeah, so. yeah, they showed that they still had problems despite being um pacifists and breaking away from the war eh, they're still going to be uh, fighting you know uh in uh, uh in and among their ranks so yeah that's that's pretty much where the episode ends i thought it was pretty strong um compared to the previous episode uh which 
which you know I I know they're in you know they're in a um they have their budget and their their time crunch. Uh, I think this one and the previous one could have used uh, two each. Um, I think the previous one, probably especially, uh, needed a little bit more time to show you what was really going on there uh, to build more than than they actually did. Um, but, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, I'm hoping that they are going to go um, – kind of more into the the old near stuff, the near replicant stuff and and bring that up. It seems that they kind of keep hinting at it and uh, throwing a little bit in there. I just hope that they that they do end up adding a little bit out in there and that's why they're kind of speeding through some of this this video game stuff. It's like we want to I'm hoping that they want to you know uh, flesh out the story, sneak both stories in there, maybe make something that's a bigger offshoot from the game, from, from, from either of the games. Um, but anyway, that was pretty good. All right. So what you, you said you had a theory on what Maverick was. Uh, so why they titled it. So uh, what, what uh, was your theory? I, um, uh, I think it's probably to do with, um, with Pascal, um, primarily, but also, um, 9S and 2B, um, but mostly uh, Pascal. So like like a maverick is like basically somebody that just does what they want, essentially. And um, that's definitely Pascal principally. But each of the people, each of the main characters in this episode sort of has a maverick moment where they kind of break from um, what they're supposed to do, say, and think. Uh, so that would be my guess. Yeah, I would totally agree. Uh, it's it's centered around Pascal, though. You know, the other two have their their one bit, but uh, it's you know it's interesting that they chose the you know Maverick itself. But uh, yeah, and then for some, you know, like I said, it's just weird that they have the um the bracket around the R this time. And once again, I'm just, I'm still looking at these. I'm like, they're just weirdly placed. And it's just like, it's, it's going to be some weird code at the it, end. It's you do it backwards and then, you know, change it into numbers and then re, you know, Yoko Taro is just fucking with you. He's yeah, probably, he loves his meaningless bullshit. Um, he will put meaningless crap in there just because he can. Um, so you can't trust him, but yeah. Anyway, I think it's a bit of a return to form for the show. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's encouraging and I'm, uh, looking forward to the next one. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, well, luckily, hopefully no, no one else gets sick and it doesn't get delayed again. Yeah. Cause if I don't think they could afford to get delayed again. Yeah. They probably burned, burned all of, uh, all of their sick time. Well, anyway, I think that's going to do it for us here today. Uh, thanks for hanging out. Um, I've been Nick and, uh, with me, Joe, and uh, we'll see you next time. Take it easy. Bye. Bye.